salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish. We are two games into the NBA Finals between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. I haven't had any time to talk about this Finals because of the fact that now is the time that I start talking about the NBA Playoffs. And now we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals. This is my time to speak. I didn't want to spend time during the week analyzing both games. I had a feeling that the Phoenix Suns were going to win those games, in large part because of what I said before about the Phoenix Suns and just how great of a team they are from beginning to end, from point guard to the last person on the bench. This is a very solid team from front to back. Monty Williams is the coach of the year by my book. I don't care what kind of accolades he didn't get. I don't care if he didn't get coach of the year. He's my coach of the year. For what he's done with this team, along with Chris Paul and his ability to talk to these young guys and get them on track, he is a true leader. People have already labeled him the point guide. Okay, fine. That's cool. I get it. You know, he is a person that has full control of his team. He is a true leader. Always has been. It hadn't changed since he was with the Clippers or even before the Clippers when he was with the Hornets. It's the fact that the Phoenix team is on a mission. And I've said this before about Phoenix. There isn't much that you can do to really frazzle this team. You can't do much to get them aggravated to the point where they are out of their game. They are led by good people, smart people that have an influence over this young team. And they go out and they execute. And it's not just Chris Paul. It's Chris Paul. It's Devin Booker. It's DeAndre Ayton. It's it's Mikael Bridges. It's Jay Crowder. There's a lot of guys on this team. Campaign. There's a lot of guys on this team that when you need for them to go out there and give you some points, they're willing to do it. If you want them to go out there and provide some type of defense for this team, they'll do it. And it's just the fact that we are talking about a Phoenix Suns team on a mission to prove a lot of people that they have what it takes to win a championship. And it didn't come with a whole lot of all-star players. They'd have to go out and, 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 and sign a whole bunch of all-stars to get them to this point. They got Devin Booker and they have Chris Paul. And I could be overlooking some other all-stars, but those are the two that stand out in my mind. They're the only two all-stars that are really making a difference for this team. That backcourt means a lot more for that Phoenix Suns team than the backcourt and frontcourt for that Milwaukee Bucks team. That Milwaukee Bucks team, for what I, how I characterize Milwaukee when they played against the Nets, when they played against Atlanta, I placed this team on a pedestal because I thought that this was a complete team where they can play both defense and offense to be able to score when necessary and win in tight 
tough situations. And they proved me right. They won the series against the Nets. They won the series against Atlanta. Of course, Trey Young was hurt. But I don't think Trey Young was really going to make an impact on what happens to that team against a Milwaukee Buck team that even when they lost into Takumbo for two games, had people coming in, scoring at will, making some type of effort on that team, on offense, moving the ball around, executing when necessary. Bobby Portis looked like Scottie Pippen out there that game six against Atlanta. There wasn't much you can say or do about the Bucks going into this series that would have given you pause to say that they could not do what they've already done for the last several games. But now you look at this Bucks team, and the first thing that comes to my mind is that this team is tired. They're tired. There's something about this Bucks team that really has me confused. You've gotten to the point where now you are in the finals, but you struggle against this Phoenix team. That if you really were to neutralize Chris Paul, could you honestly say that you had a fighting chance to win? Now, it's it's still to be proven if game three is going to be the come out game for the Bucks. But if it's not, then we have a huge problem on our hands. This is a problem that's going to hemorrhage for the, during the offseason because we don't have anybody else that can compliment Giannis Antetokounmpo. If anybody saw game two, you are ashamed. You are appalled. You might be a betting man or a betting woman. Probably lost a grip. Who knows? But that team did not come to play. And it's not the fact that they didn't play their best game is the fact that nobody else stepped up when Giannis was scoring the points. It really makes you wonder if you were a fan of basketball from what you saw in game two, them losing by 10 points, if there was something wrong with that team on that night. And I'm going to give, the commission's going to give you his breakdown of what this team has become. Because it's it's completely uh, it's, it's a completely different team for what we've seen when they played the Nets, when they played the, the the Hawks. And I'm wondering if it has a lot to do with fatigue or if it has a lot to do with intimidation. And what I mean by that is if you look at how Phoenix plays, they're fearless. There's nothing about them that you could say is flawed. There may be some parts of the team. There may be some players that may have uh, uh, some some setbacks, some weaknesses, what have you. But you barely see it. Someone goes down. Someone goes and fills in for that person, takes their place, and they still win. They are still playing awesome defense. And they're still shooting the lights out from three-point land. The Bucks, on the other hand, I understand they're playing on the road. And I also understand that Antetokounmpo is still hurt. But the man still put up 42 points. 42 points, 12 boards. Where was everybody else? Where was P.J. Tucker when you needed him? Seven points. Chris Middleton, he's supposed to be the uh, the Robin to Antetokounmpo's Batman. He's supposed to be the next man in line. 11 points. 
Brooke Lopez had an outstanding game against Atlanta in game six, eight points. Drew Holiday, they invested so much money in this dude. Maybe it wasn't as much as Drew wanted, but I'm telling you, they invested a lot of money in Drew Holiday. They come in there and lead that team. He gets the team to the finals, gives you 17 points. But what did you do on defense? What did any of these guys do on the outside of Giannis? What did anybody else do on defense? If there's one thing that I can see with this Milwaukee team, and maybe it's still too soon, but this 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 game three is a pivotal game three because we know that if Milwaukee loses, it's over. It's over. They know it. But what can you show me at this point to give me any satisfaction to make me feel as if this team really wants to go out there and win a championship. I told you, the commission has his own perspective of this. And I'm going to tell you one thing. This Milwaukee Bucks team does not respect Giannis Antetokounmpo. This Bucks team cannot look at Giannis the way that the Bulls looked at Michael Jordan. The way that the Lakers looked at Magic Johnson. They can't look at these. They, 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 they can't look at Giannis the way that the Pistons looked at Isaiah. This, this is there's something about this particular Bucks team that's confusing to me. You have a two-time league MVP on your team, and you don't want to listen, or follow, or or or, 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 or even just try to blend in with this man to try to give you an opportunity to win. There's nothing about the mannerisms. There's nothing about the way your attitude shows that you really even care about this man. Giannis is doing his best to pump up this team and this team, whether they are lethargic, whether they're incompetent, whether they're just blocking this man out of out of their minds, just, just tuning them out. There is no focus. There is no guidance. Teams like this, like the Milwaukee Bucks, they need that leadership. They need that veteran leadership to help them in this particular time to give them a chance to win. I think it's the reason why this Suns team is so good. CP3 was the missing piece to a championship team with the Suns. The irony is that 10 years had gone by and they couldn't even get a piece like Chris Paul until this year. And the moment they find that veteran leadership, they're in the finals. Second best team in the conference. They're in the finals. And they're playing on all cylinders. There isn't a flaw to this team that I could see. Now, maybe that'll be exposed game three, but you hope so if you're Milwaukee. You hope so if you're a fan of the Bucks, because you cannot believe this team fought so hard against the Nets and against the Hawks to get to this point and then shrivel up against the Suns in four or even in five. Can this series be competitive? Can Giannis lead this team in spite of how many points this guy scores? To lead this team to a point where they can listen, follow him, and go out there and execute. I don't think they really care about Giannis. I I just don't see it in their eyes. 
I think they look at Giannis as you would a foreigner from a different country coming to this American country, this this American team, and he's leading this team into the finals, and they look at him like, are you kidding me? Who are you? What can you do for us that we can't do for ourselves? Well, listen up. Ain't nobody else the MVP of that team. Nobody else comes remotely close. And if Chris Middleton is supposed to be the second man up, the lieutenant to Giannis, he's got to show a little bit more than what he's been showing in this series. He looks horrible. Now, that, that's, that, that could attribute to great defense. So I'm sure we can't indict Chris Middleton for the game that he had uh, on Thursday, but it's still the point that I'm expecting more out of this guy. I'm expecting a lot more out of Middleton, more than I would expect out of Lopez and Holiday, and even P.J. Tucker. Somebody has to step up with Giannis. And, I, and I've heard everything on TV. I've heard the commentators saying that they need three guys to step up. Listen, if you're expecting three guys to give you 20 a night, it is not going to work in this finals. It's not. If you're expecting Giannis to contribute 40, even if you're expecting Giannis to contribute 30 points, and you're asking for 20 points for Middleton, 20 points for Holiday, 20 points for Lopez, it is not going to work. And 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 maybe game three will shut me up. The commission will be the first one to say, that's my bad. If they can prove to me that there's people out there that can do just that on a game three. Because this is it. Game three should be rocking. That place should be packed. There should not be an empty seat. And the Bucks have to leave it all on the line. And for the sake of the Milwaukee Bucks, and considering how far they've gotten to this point, I can only hope that Giannis is relatively healthy to go out there and contribute the way he did in game two. I truly hope so. Because I think he is the one person that I can honestly say, and everybody else can say, that is really giving a damn about this team and their chances of winning the championship. They're this close. They are this close. There's no guarantee that this Bucks team will be back next season or any other season after that. The Nets will be healthier. You would think that the Sixers will be healthier. Atlanta's going to be healthier. There's a lot of other teams in the East that's going to be healthier. Boston's going to be healthier. It, it, what are we looking at here with, with the, with the Bucs? What, what is it we're trying to do here? Yes, we're trying to win, but you can't win like you did in game two. You just can't. And even though they just won, they lost by 10, where was somebody to attribute a little bit more to that? They went to their bench. I think Portis only gave you two points. There's a problem with a team that has fought this hard to get to this point in the NBA Finals and then leave all your arsenal there in the middle of the, of the ring and say, I just give up. We've, we've, we've made it as far as we could. The victory's here at the finals. Whether we win a championship or not, this is all we can do. I have a problem with that. And if you're the coach of that Bucks team, you have a problem with that. Something has to be done to spark this team to provide some level of confidence or optimism to give this team a chance. 
game three could look a lot like game two if this Bucks team does not open up their eyes, wake up and realize we got to play better defense. Our starting five has to put up at least 15, 20 points. At least make the effort. Somebody's got to do it. There's no reason why outside of Giannis that nobody else can give you 20 points. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a disgrace for what you've done to this point for the Milwaukee Bucks organization. Because it looks to me that either you're not willing to follow Giannis into the depths of hell, or you don't have enough energy left to say that we can hold on against this Phoenix Suns team. Yes, they may be a little bit younger, but they can lose. The Clippers found a way to beat them. It was a long time ago, but the Lakers found a way to beat them. So what's the problem here with the Bucks? What's the problem with this team that they can't seem to get it together and be ready to go and productive when the time comes? Because this is it. This is the pivotal game three for this Bucks team. Anybody that's followed basketball to this point knows no team has ever gone down 3-0 to win four straight games and win the finals. This is what the Milwaukee Bucks is up against on Sunday night. And the unfortunate thing here is that it could actually happen. They can go down three games and their season would be officially over. So says the commission. So much going on in basketball. They've already selected their team for the USA um, Olympic team, and they should be on their way to Tokyo soon at some point. And I got to believe that this Olympic team, I, I wonder if this Olympic team has what it takes to even win a championship, or, or dare I say a gold medal, excuse me. Not a championship, a gold medal. But of course, we're rooting for USA, no, no matter what. I mean, come on, who are we fooling? We want the US, USA basketball team to win. I'd be fooling myself if I didn't tell you that. But it should lead, it, it should provide, and should lead us to seeing some good basketball even after the finals is over. May touch on that a little bit, just a slight bit, especially if they win the gold medal. But while I'm still on the mic, I want to give a huge shout out to the city of Tampa. The Tampa Bay Lightning of the National Hockey League wins their second consecutive Stanley Cup Finals. And I don't really talk much about hockey. Part of that is just the fact that I probably don't have enough information or intelligence regarding hockey. But for what I watched of the last few games leading up to the finals, or is there, yeah, the Stanley Cup Finals, I should say. You can tell when teams are just that much better than everybody else. The Islanders gave the Tampa Bay Lightning a run for their money. Went seven games, probably should have won that seventh game, but nonetheless, Tampa Bay deserved that Stanley Cup's Finals, and they, they deserved the win. And they win two consecutive. It, it's 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 amazing when you think about one city, how great a, that city is to have a football team in the Super Bowl, have a baseball team in the World Series, and a hockey team 
in the Stanley Cup Finals. In one city, you look at Boston, that may be the only other city I can think of outside of maybe LA that can replicate that type of excellence in a sporting venue like that with all these sporting teams that they have going on, these professional sporting teams. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's a feat that you hardly see in this day and age where one city can be well represented on all ends of the sporting globe. Shout out again to Tampa Bay Lightning for winning the cup. Wish I could say a little bit more. I don't know many of the players. Shame on me. But they played one hell of a series against the Montreal Canadiens. I know that much about hockey. Believe me, I, I, I could do some things regarding hockey. Maybe that time will come in the near future when they start up again. But until then, this is the Commish, and you've been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I hope and wish everybody has a great weekend. I want to thank all of those that have been listening to this podcast to this point. It means so much to me from the bottom of my heart. I mean that, people. Thank you very much for all that you've done for this podcast. I'm going to try to do it a little bit better. I'm sure this time next week we'll be talking about the finals MVP. And I got to believe this time next week is either going to be Giannis or Chris Paul we'll be talking about. But until then, I say peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated. I'm out.